Back in 2012, I launched my very first membership site. And although it was a little rough in the beginning, I was able to turn it into a multi six-figure-a-year product and super proud of it. Ran it strong for seven years. I've since launched two other membership sites. I've learned a lot about membership sites, what works and what doesn't. And what I wanted to do today was actually go back in time and share with you the three biggest mistakes that I made with my first membership site so that you can learn from those mistakes and either run a better, more profitable membership site yourself or launch one in the first place. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 73 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you're well. I hope you are healthy and safe where you are listening to this, watching this, and I'm pumped to spend some time with you today. We're going to talk about membership sites. Uh, I love membership sites because they're recurring revenue. They're a great passive income product, a great tool to have in your passive income toolkit. They're just wonderful, and they're great for the customer as well. Uh, I've done content already on the YouTube channel about membership sites versus online courses because they're very different. They both have pros and cons. I recommend you have both eventually um, because they, they're a good complement to each other. But today, I want to share with you um, some of the big mistakes I made with my first membership site. And I'm going to walk you through those and give you some practical steps because I really want you to win with your membership site. I've had three membership sites in total. Uh, one is no longer in operation. That's the one I'm talking about today. Uh, so I've learned a lot, and all three are very different membership sites. So I've seen this work in different niches and in different price points and different sort of purposes for a membership site. Two things real quick. One, if you don't know what a membership site is, it's a monthly recurring subscription product where they get access to a backend with paid content and community and things like that. Um, so it's a little bit different than an online course where it's just static in one way. There's more interaction happening in a membership site, and they're great for recurring revenue for you. If you want to start a membership site and you don't know where to begin or what to really think about, I want to give you something super cool to help you out. I want to give you my membership site formula checklist. This is a simple PDF. This is content that I teach uh, in my one of my paid memberships, um, but I wanted to give you a simple checklist sort of unpacking some of that content uh, that walks you through a four-step process to launching or growing a profitable kick-butt membership site. It's also going to give you my pricing and launch recommendations, and I'm also going to share with you in that guide my biggest retention strategy because that's key for membership sites is keeping people from canceling. So, it's absolutely free. I want you to have it. It's a great resource. It's going to ask you a ton of questions. You answer the questions and it's going to help you navigate either launching or like I said, improving or growing your membership site. Grab it for free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash membership site. All one word, grahamcochran.com slash membership site. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to link to it here in the video and below in the description as well as my gift to you. Hope that helps you out. I think it will. Okay. Uh, so the first membership site I launched, I launched with a good friend of mine, uh, Joe Gilder, way back in 2012, and it was called Dueling Mixes. This was for the Recording Revolution business, um, and he had a very similar business that I did. Uh, we became fast friends. We actually launched um, some live in-person workshop events together, and we uh, had a podcast together. We just wanted to do stuff together because we were friends, and I had been 
planning to launch a membership site. This was my fourth, third full year of business by 2012, and I'd launched a few online courses. And it was the year that I finally went to six figures in my third year of business. And I finally launched the previous year a couple of courses that really worked, that were the right fit. So I felt like I had the online course game down, but I knew what I needed to complement my courses was a solid membership site. Uh, it didn't need to make a ton of money. I just needed some recurring revenue to complement my one-off course sales that I was selling in my funnel and through some launches. So I've been racking my brain for what that membership site would be. And then I had a conversation with my buddy, Joe. He already had a membership site, but he wanted to launch something different. And he's like, what if we launched the membership site together? And he pitched this really cool idea um, that made a lot of sense uh, that would be both valuable to our combined audiences, but also be really fun and make a really great membership that would be profitable for both of us. So grateful for him because we went in together and sort of made it a business together. We ended up starting a, a separate LLC and a separate entity and bank accounts and everything to keep it kosher. But it was a product that we both pitched to both of our audiences um, that we both ran and managed, which was kind of unique. It's the only time I've done a membership site with somebody else. And the long story short, it, it grew and became wildly successful in large part because we were the first of our kind in our niche. So I think that's the biggest reason why it grew so quickly. But like I said, it became a multi six figure a year product for seven years running. Earlier this year, we actually shut it down for a variety of reasons, primarily because I've just gotten a lot busier with this brand, my business brand, the Graham Cochran stuff that I'm here teaching you. Um, I'd launched two other membership sites since, one for the Recording Revolution, one for this brand as well. Uh, and then he started a new job in addition to his business. And he's, so we, we just, seven years we've been going our separate ways and it just wasn't as fulfilling as it once was. And so we kind of saw the writing on the wall like a year and a half ago and said, hey man, I think we should make an exit plan. And we closed it down, which was bittersweet because it was my first membership site. It was a fun thing to do with a buddy of mine, made us a lot of money, was great for both of our families and helped out thousands of our students. Uh, but it was time to close it down. So I feel like I can look back and, and look at what we did well and what we didn't do well. Here's what, what we didn't do well. Here's the three biggest mistakes. And I want you to really learn from these so that you don't make them yourself. You ready? Okay. Mistake number one was not including a community. Not including a community. And some of you might be laughing at me right now, but when we started, there was no community element. Now, let me explain something to you really quickly. There's three key components to any good membership site. You can have more, but there's three that must be present. Are you ready for them? Content, coaching, and community. You could call them the three C's of membership. You need content, you need coaching, aka access to you, the creator of the membership, and community with the other members. When we launched our membership site in 2012, we had content and coaching. Every month we delivered new content and every month we had a live coaching call, which is great, don't get me wrong, but that's where it stopped. And within the first month or two, we had our members because people joined, again, because we have a faithful audience of people and they love what we do, they joined. They understood the benefit of the content and the coaching and the unique angle of this membership, but they said, hey, can we have a forum? Okay, this is kind of pre-Facebook groups, um, but like, could you, could you please install a forum in the membership so we could talk to each other? And I remember 
laughing out loud when Joe told me that they wanted a, a forum. I said, dude, I hate forums. I don't like a forum. Why should we put a forum in there? A couple of broken things about that response I had. A, you don't make business decisions based off of what you like. You make business decisions based off of what your customers like, okay? So I was thinking about it completely wrong. Just because I don't like forums, don't spend time in forums, doesn't mean other people don't want to have a forum. They were demanding a forum. And for about a month or so, we didn't give it to them. We said, no, that's not part of our vision for this membership. There's plenty of other forums. Go hang out there. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. I learned this after the fact by a brilliant marketer named Ryan Lee. And he said something that stuck with me. He said, people, when they join your membership, they come for the content, but they stay for the community. I'm going to say that again. People are going to come to your membership for the content, but they're going to stay for the community. And you know, he's right. I missed this early, early on. We launched the forum just like, okay, fine. Give them what they want kind of thing. What I found seven years later towards the end of the, the membership's life, there were people who were faithful paying members who didn't even have time to consume the content maybe didn't even come to the coaching calls. They stuck around, literally told me this because of the friendships they had created inside the community. They love the conversations. They love the people. That's what they were paying for in the end. Now, that's not everybody. But that was enough people that I saw this as a common trend. So you must have a community element to your membership. Maybe this is obvious to you. It is more obvious now. I'm just telling you, this was my biggest mistake is we didn't offer one. And there's a reason why. If you just have the content and the coaching, all it is is an ongoing online course with a little bit better access to you as the course creator. That's all it really is, which is good. Don't get me wrong because an online course ends. It has fixed modules, generally speaking. It takes you from point A to point B. The beauty of a membership site is, one of the beauties, is that you're gonna have ongoing questions. And so a membership site can be an ongoing, living, breathing place for content to evolve. In my six-figure coaching community, one of my memberships, what I love about it is that I can deliver a new masterclass training every month on any topic that's relevant to my people and that's interesting to me that will help them grow their business. That never ends. So it's not a one step to finally 10 step and then you're done, here's your business. That's what my online course is. From no audience, no idea to launching your business and automating your business. That's huge. What do you do then? There's a million things that you could learn to scale your business. That's what I teach every month in the membership. That's great. That's a huge part of a membership, that ongoing living, breathing content. The second aspect, the coaching, huge. The fact that my members can jump on a live call with me every single month and I can coach them directly in real time and answer their questions and we can have really fruitful conversations, that is worthwhile. That's valuable because they have my time. My time is valuable as opposed to a comment below a video in a course or a comment on a YouTube video. But what people really need, what your people really need, even if they don't know it yet, is community. They need to be integrated with other people who are going through the same things they're going through, trying to solve the same problems, trying to build the same things, trying to find the same results so that they don't feel alone. When they don't feel alone, they're more likely to achieve results. I just literally randomly on the radio the other day heard this stat that married couples who try to lose weight together 
are significantly, statistically, I forget the percentage, more likely to achieve their weight loss goals than if one spouse does it without the other. So even if one spouse is like, I got to lose weight, and the other spouse is like, great, I support you in it, but it's still just the one spouse doing the diet, doing the exercise, they are less likely to achieve their goals than if their spouse came alongside and said, let's do it together. Sounds obvious, right? That's what's happening with a community. If you're, um, you know, if you teach people, you know, how to raise kids well, and it's like parenting tips, and it's a parenting blog, a mom blog, maybe where you're telling other moms how to like raise their kids well. It's one thing to give them an online course that gives them a lot of helpful stuff to parent their children. It's another thing to give that mom or your moms a community of other moms who can talk to each other, who are going through the same thing, they're gonna be statistically more likely to keep going, to keep taking your advice, that seeing results, being mutually encouraged, it's this beautiful thing. Community is a huge part of the human experience. I know in the West here in America, at least we're very individualist and we live our individual lives. And guess what? We're dying earlier deaths. It's interesting when you see people who live to 100, you see sort of the blue zones where people live, more, more people live to 100. Uh, a lot of it has to do with diet, which is interesting. And then a lot of it has to do with social constructs. In these parts of the world, parts of Italy, parts of uh, Japan, uh, there's other places, a few blue zones, um, it's, it's also the social constructs. They live with other people or they live in a small village where they see other people regularly. There's, there's the social framework, the social fabric is so important to their longevity because we're social beings. So this is obvious stuff. I missed it. I didn't even have a single community element of my membership site. So practically, what does that look like? It could be as simple as a private Facebook group, okay? They join, you give them access to a private Facebook group and let them interact. This could be, a Kajabi community, right? Uh, last year, uh, Kajabi launched their community product, which is basically a Facebook group, stripped down, simplified, but baked into your Kajabi backend, which makes it better than a Facebook group, in my opinion, because it's integrated with their purchase. They immediately get access to it when they buy, and when they cancel, they immediately lose access to it. Otherwise, you have to manage the people one by one in the Facebook group, and also it's more tightly integrated into the product. When they're in the product, they can flip back and forth to the community and so on, so on and so forth. Uh, I love it. The downside is it's not in Facebook, so it's a little less mobile-friendly. There's not as many notifications, things like that. So I get it. It's not perfect, but it's it's still a great option if you're a Kajabi user. And then another platform is Discourse. And Discourse is a very powerful platform. You have to pay for this service, but you can build your membership in that or use a community element there where they can interact. It's really slick. It's like Facebook, but not in Facebook. You have a little more control. It's kind of like a, a in-between between a Facebook group and the Kajabi community but you have to pay for it. Uh, and I, I've used all three. So have a community element, please, for the love. Okay, mistake number two. This might sound weird, but there's a point to this. Uh, our biggest mistake second for our membership site was giving it a confusing name, okay? The name of our membership was Dueling Mixes. Okay, if you're in the music recording space, music producing space, you know what mixing is, okay? It is a process, okay? Like post-production uh, for a movie or photography. So it, our target market knows what mixing is, but dueling mixes? What is this, dueling banjos? I literally, literally had a guy say, is that like dueling banjos? Like, I don't get what you, like, okay, I get there's two mixes or what does that mean, right? 
The idea made a lot of sense to me and my buddy Joe. And it came from the TV show Chopped. You ever watch that show on Food Network where the the chefs are given a basket in front of them and they don't know uh, what's inside. And there's a judge who says, on the count of three, you're gonna have to open the basket and make a dessert out of what's inside. Okay, and they're like, all right, three, two, one, go. They open the basket and it's like apples, squid, bacon, and rice. And it's like, make a dessert with these ingredients, go. And they have like 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. And the point is, there's a competition to see who can make the best thing out of the exact same ingredients as somebody else. If we all started with the same ingredients, the better chef should show herself by what she does with those ingredients, right? And so the idea made sense to us with music. What if we both, me and my buddy Joe, both started with the same recordings, the same raw recordings, as if some band recorded an album, sent it to us, and we both started with the same recordings, but we both finished the tracks, mixed them independently. How different would they turn out? And which one would be better? Uh, and then we would give those same tracks to our members and they could mix along as well. So it don't get me wrong. It's a super dope concept. It works. And it like our members that went through this membership for the years and years and years got so much out of it. The problem was it takes that long to freaking explain what the heck this membership's all about. It's a confusing name. And so what we found was I started to, you know, there was a point where the membership was plateauing I'm like, I can't get more people in this membership. And we started to survey our people about like, why haven't you joined Dueling Mixes? Why haven't you tried it? They didn't know what it was. I'm like, well, this, the sales page says everything about what it is. They weren't reading the sales page. They weren't watching the sales video. They were landing on duelingmixes.com and seeing the logo, maybe a headline and a video. And they're like, I don't know what this is. And they moved on. We tested this to make sure it wasn't a product issue by giving all my members, on, or excuse me, giving my entire email list a 60-day free trial. It's like for one promotion, it was like a Black Friday thing or my birthday or something. I ran a promotion and said, hey, look, if you've never tried duallymixes.com, let me give you two months free. Two months free. Come check it out. And if you like it, you can stay and it's just the price, whatever it is per month. Uh, or just come try it for two months. Hang out with us. Come see what it's like. We got thousands of members. I think I had like three or 4,000 new people join during that promotion alone. And we ended up keeping about half of those people, another 2,000 people paying every month, which was awesome. And they loved it. So we're like, oh my gosh, the product's great. It's our friggin' fault that they don't know what it is. They don't know what's inside. So here's the advice to you is don't just go with the cute name. Like duallymixes.com. I thought it was cute. I thought it was cool. Um, give them a name. Give your membership a name that is very clear what it's all about. Very clear what it's all about. Okay? So, for example, I love creative names, but I'm, I'm trying to get away from cute creative names and emphasizing clear names. My membership for this business, the Graham Cochran Brain, is Graham's Six-Figure Coaching Community. It's not that great of a name, but it's pretty clear, I think, what it's all about. A, I'm I'm playing off of my name. I have a personality-driven brand, so I'm using my name. Six-figure, okay, that's sort of like an aspirational goal for most of my business owners. They want to get to six figures. Some of them are six figures. They want to get to multiple six figures. Coaching community. 
I'm literally putting two of the the benefits of, of a membership in the name. People, I, I launched this membership because everybody was asking for one-on-one coaching and I just can't keep taking one-on-one clients. And most of these people, their businesses are too small to be able to afford my rates one-on-one, but they want coaching. And so I wanted to find a way to scale coaching. So that's why I put my name in there and coaching and then community because they also need a community. And many of my people going through my online course said, I'm, I just feel alone and I wish I had a community. So I just came up with the most generic name, Graham's Six Figure Coaching Community. So point for you is have a name that's very clear what it's about. It doesn't have to be life-changing or earth-shattering, but make sure it's clear what it's about. I think that helps. Number two is have a one-sentence tagline or promise that is clear and benefit-driven. So you could you could mention, here's the name of my community. Oh, you should check out name of membership where you get blah, 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 blah. Or which it's all about, what's your membership about? Oh, it's about blah, 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 blah. One sentence. What is the one sentence tagline or promise that's clear and benefit-driven that makes it, they instantly know why they should join your membership. So on my six-figure coaching community sales page, I have a hook that's more of like a provocative question, but it's really, really clear what it is. I say right here in one sentence, get access to live group coaching calls with me monthly masterclasses, and a private online community, all designed to help you break through your plateau and grow your business without having to do it alone. So one sentence, clear tagline and promise. If you can have a name that makes sense for your target market, they know what it is, and you have a one sentence tagline that explains the benefit and why they should join, you're you're miles ahead of where I was, okay? So very, very important. I want you to have that clear name and one sentence tagline. Don't give it a confusing name. Don't get too cute. Clear and clarity is better than creative and cute. Always, always, always. And I love creative. I don't know. I hate, I've said the word cute like way too many times for this episode, but you know what I'm saying. All right. And finally, mistake number three, not offering an annual payment option. Okay. For years, we only offered the monthly option for four or five years of its seven year life. It was the one, one monthly price, and that was it. Now, did that prohibit us from making money? No, we made gobs of money, helped a lot of people. I'm not saying this is like life or death. I'm just saying the moment we offered an annual option, we saw a couple things happen. One, we saw people sticking around longer. When you give people an annual option, they're committed for the whole year. They're prepaying for the year, right, on day one, which is great because let's say your average Um, life cycle, the lifetime value of that customer in terms of months is six months. If your average member stays for six months, then if you can get them to prepay for the year, you've doubled the length that they're staying, right? And when you've doubled the length that they're staying, annual members tend to become better members because they're in it longer. They're not looking for a backdoor. They're not like questioning every month should they cancel because they're already paid for the year. And so they're going to take full advantage which means they're in a better headspace. They're gonna probably get better results, which means they're gonna love it. They're gonna wanna stick around. They're gonna be more active in the community. All of this is good. They're more likely to stick around after that first year. Not always the case. Some people just want a year of it and then they're good. But I'm saying statistically, if they go for the annual, they're going to stick around longer and be happier. So you want people to go for the annual for that because you get more months out of them upfront. But also you get big influxes of cash every time the annual memberships roll around. So when we first introduced an annual option, we emailed all of our current members and said, hey, we've never offered an annual option. If you would like to save money and pay annually, use this link. And so once we convinced them to do that, 
a, a I, oh, it was 25%. That's what it was. I thought maybe five, 10% would jump for it. 25% of our current monthly members were willing to switch to an annual membership to get the discount, which I'll tell you about in a minute. And what that did is the month that we did that, I believe it was March, we got an influx of annual members because we had hundreds of members switch to annual. So we had this big spike of cash. Our monthly revenue went down a little bit, but as we added more people, it was fine. But what we would have is these months, these nice spikes of cash. It's almost like having a mini launch baked in where you can have just a huge influx of cash from time to time. So that's a benefit. How you pitch this to people is you offer the monthly option. Let's say your monthly membership is $25 a month. You should have an annual option that is 10 times that amount, meaning they get two months free. So if you pay for it monthly, it's 25 bucks. If you pay for it annually, it's $250 a year. It's the equivalent of getting two months free. Or you could pitch it as whatever that amount is, take $250 and divide it by 12, and you have a lower effective monthly rate. Whatever you think is more appealing to your people, you can sell it either way. But the point is you give them at least around a two-month discount, two months off, um, if they pay upfront for the annual plan. Because they should. They're paying for longer, they're committing to you longer, and they're paying you upfront. They deserve to, to get the best deal. Now, what's super sneaky powerful about this is when you're reading a sales page or on a product page for anything and you get all the way down to the bottom, if all you see is join now, 25 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, whatever it is, 20 bucks a month, you're immediately thinking, hmm, should I buy this or should I join? Obviously. If you get to the bottom and you see two options, the monthly or the annual, that's a discount, subconsciously you're shifted to thinking, from should I buy this to which one should I buy or which one's a better fit? Even if you haven't committed to joining in your head, you can't help but try to place yourself in one of those two options. So psychologically, this always works to have multiple options when you sell anything, whether it's multiple tiers in your products or multiple payment options. And in this case, monthly or annual works great. So is a huge benefit to get people to stop thinking, should I join this membership site to, hmm, if I were to join, would I be annual? Or would it be monthly? Well, it's a better deal annual, but do I have that much right now? Do I want to commit to an annual? No, I want to go monthly so I can cancel anytime. Great. Either option is great for me because you're a member and you pay me and I'm happy. But the beautiful thing is that you felt like you had a choice because you did, and you can choose to place yourself in one of those two boxes. So we eventually started to add an annual option because we realized it was so popular. Not everybody. The majority went for monthly, and that's usually the case in all my memberships. I've seen the majority go for monthly because it's, it's easier, it's less upfront cost, and it's cancel any time, but you get a huge chunk of people that want to take you up on the annual option because they want to commit and they want the best deal. So give them the best deal possible. So always offer two options, the monthly and then the annual as 10 times the monthly cost. So it's like they're getting 12 months for the price of 10, right? They're getting two months free. That's how I like to do it. Make sense? So those are my three mistakes. I didn't include a community at the beginning. I gave it a confusing name. It wasn't clear what the benefit of the membership was, which really hampered our marketing. And I didn't offer an annual payment option at the beginning. Uh, it took me years to figure some of this stuff out. But I've learned, and now I'm passing it on to you. I really think having a killer membership site is a great uh, addition to your products suite if you don't already have one. And if you have one, running a membership site well is critical to it sticking around for the long haul. It's not just selling, right? It's not just front end, it's retention. It's keeping people around. That's where community is, is huge. That's where even the annual payment plan is huge. Those really help for retention. So you can see how all these things work together, getting more people in and getting those people to stay. That's how you increase your revenue.
And like I said at the beginning, I want to give you my membership site formula checklist to really help you nail this down and dial it in. If you're brand new, this is going to be really helpful for you if you've never launched a membership site. If you already have one, you probably should read through this because there's probably a lot of things that you're missing. I know I certainly was. So I've learned a lot running three membership sites, all of which do six figures. And so I want to be able to help you understand how to make a profitable six-figure membership site. It's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash membership site. grahamcochran.com slash membership site. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to link to it and also link to it below. And again, it's going to walk you through the four steps to building a profitable membership site. It's going to give you my pricing and launch recommendations and also my biggest retention strategy. So you don't want to miss that. All at grahamcochran.com slash membership site. That's it for me today, my friend. If you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment. Let me know which of these mistakes are you making or which one are you not going to make or which one resonated with you the most. And let me know if you have a membership site. I'm curious to know how many of you have a membership site. Leave a comment below. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave me a review. That would be awesome. Let me know you listened to this episode and let me know if it was helpful for you and uh, what else you want to hear on the show. I'm happy to help you out in any way I can growing your online business and helping you to actually enjoy the life that you are living, not just making more money, but also working less, living more, and giving more, as is the tagline of the show. That's it for today, my friend. I will see you on another episode real soon. Mm -hmm.